Hello, dear star shines. Christina here. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. Uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I am an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. And uh, the reason why we are here in, the, in talking about these topics is because we have gifts, we have abilities that are not necessarily embraced by the larger human family. And therefore, we have very different perspectives to address when talking about our daily challenges. So welcome, welcome everybody for being here. Um, I do the best to my ability to provide a liberated perspective to these pieces. You are absolutely uh, welcome to bring your topics and questions and bring them live here and put them in the chats and I will address them to the best of my abilities. Um, but I also have some topics already um, put forward that I want to address in the chats. So I'm, I'm going to give everybody a moment to um, get on board say hi let us know you're here it looks like dear sister soul soul skill schooling uh was here early and it turns out it's a birthday yay happy solar return dear star side welcome so glad that you consider it awesome to spend your birthday with me Woohoo! <laughs> thank you for that all right so um the things i want to talk about uh you know, our current events, one is the solar activity and how that is impacting us. I'd really like to um, dive into that. Uh, the other thing that I want to uh, talk about is a question that was posed to me in our Telegram group. Um, and for those of you who aren't, who want to look for us on Telegram, that's uh, the Telegram group is called Multidimensional Human. Uh, every so often we put out emails to invite people into that group. So if you're on our mailing list, you'll get that kind of invitation. But anyway, um, I was uh, asked by a dear starshine who's been watching some of my past videos where I went into cloud busting, um, how to cloud bust chemtrails. So um, she asked if, I'm, I'm assuming she, <laughs> you know, with handles, it's hard to say sometimes. Um, she asked if I would be um, interested in talking more about that and the how-tos. So I want to bring that up today, the how-tos to cloud busting, why would you want to do it? Um, and then also how to um, modify that technique to chemtrail busting and why you would want to do that, right? So we'll add that on to the solar flare, the sun activity. And then uh, the last piece is I wanted to make some recommendations for folks who are having hard time with the intensities that are going on, because these intensities that are happening are quite literally like a feeling of exploding from the inside out. There's a level of not having any control whatsoever and it makes us um, you know dive into spirals of ego driver reaction so um, those are some of the things that I, I want to bring forward to you guys come on in come on in as you come in say hi let me know you're here love to see you and say hi um, so first let's talk about let's talk about the Sun right uh, that that is a really interesting thing coming um, forward because it's almost a daily event. And they are not just black spots on the sun emanating extra intense ga gamma rays. We have these um, mass ejections that are happening. They call them coronal mass ejections. And a lot of times they come out like 
like arms, big giant arms from the sun, and then they go out into the um, out into the rest of the solar ring. Now, when this happens, we all feel it, whether it's directed towards the planet or not. We can feel the intensity of that of what was released from the sun traveling through the solar ring. When I'm saying us, I'm talking about us sensitives, our empaths, star seeds, multidimensionals, those of us who are woke beyond just this 3D gain that's happening. Okay, so there's that kind of thing going on. But now there are these things called um, plasma filaments that are ejecting out of the sun. And they're ejecting not only out of the sun, but they're ejecting towards our direction and that we also feel. Okay. Now, of course, there's practical, uh, practical everyday life stuff to think about when those things happen, because it comes from the sun and it takes a few hours, a few days to reach the planet, in which case we have geomagnetic storms. We have things that change geoelectromagnetically um, with our planet, which of course we feel in our bodies because we are electromagnetic beings, right? Um, our every, All of our systems have electromagnetic signatures and res levels of resonance, stuff like this. Um, but then there, uh, so normally when that kind of stuff happens, you'll have disruption with technology and whatnot, but then we have the actual internal thing that's happening inside of us. And uh, the way I like to talk about this is talking about brain waves. Oh, look, a whole bunch of names just pop up all at once. Everybody decided to say hi at once. <laughs> Let me pause real quick on that and say hi to everybody. Hello, dear sister Tammy from Kansas and Lisa Marie from the West Coast and Polly from New York. Thank you for being here, darling. And Wholeness Integration Mastery. Oh, what a great name. Oh, and it's Danielle here, Southern Colorado. Good to see you, darling. Thank you for being here. And Andrew, good to see you also from Southern Colorado. Woohoo! All right. So the peeps are here. All right, so, so let me go back. So I like to talk about this um, in the in the language of brain waves, and uh, the reason why is because brainwave mapping is a well-established science, and it really shows a lot. Um, it to me, it, it shows it illustrates the issue very very clearly. There's no there's no theory about it, right? It's like certain states of being have brain waves that that um, equate that equal that they have electromagnetic signatures so when you are in for example the beta mind that means you're in alert awake alert practical mind you are living your practical day making your plans and you're thinking along the linear the linear landscape of how to navigate your life hi beverly hola hola right and then and then you have the alpha waves in there, which is joy, gratitude, um, upliftment, all of those kinds of frequencies woven into your beta frequencies. So that is living a healthy, happy day, <laughs> right? And I'm just generalizing, but you see what I mean. But then we have these alternate brain waves, which are dream, which I associate with deep meditation and dream time. So th those are the delta, theta, gamma waves. Now these three brain waves are deeply um, connected to altered states of consciousness, altered states of being. So what's happening when you're going to an altered state? What that means is, is that you're stepping back from engagement, from the linear aspect, the linear idea of who you think you are. You're stepping back from the ego driver definition of you, and you're stepping into a more abstract kind of being. And the more identity that you can let go of, 
the deeper into these abstract abstract states you can travel. Okay. And this is something that requires a lot of uh, dedicated work to master. And of course, in our Dreamtime Healing Project at the Academy is, is you know, one of those things that we, um, facets that we work on. In our case, we like to use Dreamtime to help uh, address what you, we need to address so we can actually let go of the ego driver, let go of certain identities, let go of certain alpha beta wave patterns so we can immerse more deeply into those alternate brainwave patterns, into those more alternate states of being while we're still awake. And the more you can do that while you're awake, the more liberation you experience in your dream time. So you're actually able to go past the canopy of the human story in your dream time and access the we'll just call it the mystery the great abyss okay uh and uh, so so these brainwave patterns have electromagnetic signature and when we have this massive reoccurring activity from the sun because it's not like it's just a one-off and then it's all peaceful for a month no 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 it's a one-off and then another one there's multiple in a single day sometimes which is extremely unheard of right there's a lot of activity happening one right after another after another and what that is doing because all of the solar ring exists via resonance uh, within our own being it's actually pushing us out of the alpha beta wave frequencies and pushing us into a more abstract abstract state but here's the thing that gets us in touch with helplessness that gets gets us in touch with what it is to not be in control it is a direct challenge on a on a subliminal level to our ego driver and what our ego driver believes is so. So if we're going through our daily grind, if that is actually your life is a daily grind, right? Your, your ego driver is set up to work in a certain way to address your life. And then these frequencies come out of nowhere and knock you, knock you for a loop. And, and it's like and how it, what it feels like, it's like you're angry and you don't know why. You're feeling, um, you know, this deep anxiety and you don't know why. You're feeling um, confrontive and you don't know why. Or maybe depressed and you don't know why. There's nothing really to point at, right? And it's because of these frequencies. These frequencies are moving through the solar ring. It's upsetting the, the basic status quo of the function of the cycles right it's it's creating a major hiccup within the cycles you know because we are nesting dolls of systems within systems within systems so it's upsetting the system therefore it's upsetting the constructs of our ego driver and it cannot function in the same way that it normally functions because of this upset and it's something that it has no control over it has something you know what i mean if it's like this feeling of i'm just a little this and the sun is big this what do we, you know it's like almost facing armageddon right and in little microwaves and <laughs> in, in bursts and 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 this is a really significant thing to keep in mind when we are engaged in our lives and engaged with people. Um, like last week, there was massive solar energy happening and we were having people have meltdowns, right? I mean, we had a dear starshine have a total meltdown here and, uh, and then afterwards. And, you know, um, you know, I'm asking questions in my way they're expressing things in their way none of it's really connecting right and it turns into an explosion um and and really i feel like that's because 
when we're not, when our ego driver on a subliminal level gets massively challenged like that, and we're not able to recognize when we're triggered, we're going to truly believe the, the exchange is what we think it is, right? We're not able to step back and say, oh, well, I, maybe I'm not coming off the way that I want to, or, or maybe I'm really actually super angry <laughs> and, I, and I haven't had take, taken a moment to be with myself to feel that, right? So I have some recommendations that we, things that we can be doing to help with this process. And it's important that we do these things because my sense is, and maybe your sense is like this as well. And you guys let me know in the chats. My sense is, is this, this solar activity is just getting revved up. It's, it's going to continue to happen. It's going to continue in its intensity, like as in build and build and build. And if we're getting all bent up sideways because of these subliminal things happening, pushing up against our ego driver, you know, we will quite literally lose our sanity. I mean, a lot. <laughs> all right. Granted, a lot of us feel like the world already has already gone insane. But yes. But imagine that like times 10 times 20. Right. A lot of times what, what happens is that people get pushed to the brink and that brink is enough to, for them to wake up. Right. So there'll be so the upside to this intensity is that there's going to be a lot of people who are currently asleep that will be waking up and it will be out of pain. It'll you know, it'll be out of that intensity. But then, you know, then what what happens after you wake up? Now you got to figure out how to live your life in a way that that um, is completely different than what you were doing, because what you're doing wasn't working. Right. So for those of us who are already equipped with the capability of recognizing triggers, recognizing ego driver stuff and working with shadow pieces and knowing how to dissolve these these belief systems that we have that keep us confined and our and keep our brain waves shut down. Right. When I say brainwave shut down, that means that actually our belief system suppresses those alternate state brainwaves on a day on our on our daily life basis and also sleeping life. Right. So um, those those delta, theta, gamma brainwave frequencies is, uh, you know, our belief system suppresses that and really in our culture only rewards the beta, right, the beta and the alpha, maybe. Oh, I have a comment here that my is really my video blurry. Let me see here. Um, it it looks clear for me. Is it? All right. Can can I have some others chime in on that? Is it blurry? Oh, could my, well, actually, if it is, I don't know what I can do about it besides backing out and coming back in. Um, if someone has access to their keyboard while they're listening, let me know if you if it's blurry for you too, or if it's clear. Um, if it's blurry, it just might be um, dear sister Joanne's. Um, system. Um, hello, Hoda Hoda. Good to see you. It's been a long time. Um, okay, Andrew says it's just the streaming quality. Right, because those plasma filaments that I was just talking about, the plasma filaments I was just talking about are hitting our planet right now, which disrupts the the bandwidth, disrupts the, our, our, our technology. Uh, okay, so yeah, okay, so I'm getting, yes, it's a little blurry. Hey, Samantha, good to, good to see you, dear. Okay. All right. But Andrew's saying it's not blurry for him. He, he does know some it's pixelated due to poor connection for on his front. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll just do the best we can. Maybe we can just close our eyes and just listen. <laughs> the blurriness is, is a thing. Um, okay. Let me get back to where I was. Uh, right. So our, hi darling, um, our belief systems, um, 
are constructed to narrow the quality of brain waves, to narrow the electromagnetic capacities of our brain. You guys have heard the statement that we only, we use, the average person uses less than 10% of their brain. Okay. That's because, right, that that's because our reality, our belief systems, our collective only can allow that much to operate. As soon as you get beyond that, you are faced with a very, very significant backlash of existing in this reality. And uh, there are many um, um, things that allude to this. I mean, if, if you guys think about it, you know, if you were instantly manifesting jewels in your hand and then other people knew that, how safe do you feel, think you would be, right? I mean, would somebody want to try to have power over that, right? Would somebody want to try to lure you into something, right? So you'd be facing a whole nother level of, of, of the collective frequency that makes that level of freedom and ability wrong, right? So, so all of these belief systems we have, regardless of the culture you come from, regardless of the, um, the country, regardless of all these pieces, uh, you know, we, our brain capacity really doesn't go beyond that 10%. But with these solar flares and with these other when these plasma filaments and the stuff like this happening, it is pushing up against that limitation. So our brains do make level up in its capacity. Our brains level up past that 10%, maybe go into two or five, I mean, or go up um, to 12 or 15, right? But that means we are breaking out of massive collective programming that is anchored deep in our body and deep in our subconscious. What does that mean? Shadow work. You're, the more illuminated within you become, the more you see that is not light within you, right? Not that that's a bad thing. That's a great thing because now you can bring your love, compassion, forgiveness to these aspects of you that have been hiding in the dark. So it's actually a, a gift to be able to discover these, these shadow pieces within you. All right. Uh, oh, thank you, darling. Yes. Uh, Okay. Um, dear sister, uh, Lisa says, yes, I just had one of those painful CME upsets, followed it through. And on the other end of a wave was liberation from fear. Fear was holding me back. It felt like a death until it didn't. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Love you for that. Oh man. Yes. That's exact. That's so articulating. That's how it is. That's how it feels. Right. Totally. Thank you for that. So it sucks until it doesn't. <laughs> but if the thing is, is if you're truly um, riding it and taking it as far as you can with your awareness, right? Um, you do end up in a place that's different than where you began. Now you'll know that um, perhaps you're, you're going awry when you go through all that. And then afterwards you don't feel any better. That means there's some, something in the blind spot. There's something um, still eluding you know, something's still hiding somewhere. And this is where it's helpful to have somebody hold space for you because as they hold space and watch and listen and, and engage in that way, their perspective of the outside looking in can help you break through these blind spots, can help you break through these resistances um, if you're open for that, if, if that's something that um, you're allowing to happen. So um, the, this... So I have some things to recommend for you guys. 
And these are, and it's all over the map here. So it's, some things are going to resonate, some things are not. So what I would say is take what take what resonates with you, play with it, and what doesn't resonate with you, you know, set it to the side. Now, our biosuit are hyperdimensional, and our physical biosuit needs care, needs the self care amped up when we're having a lot of these um, ejections, when a lot of the solar activity is happening within our solar ring and then also hitting our planet. We need to up our physical self-care game, whatever that looks like for you, okay? I, I'm a proponent for, um, for working things out physically, like connecting into, like doing, all right, so say it's a piece of shadow work, right? Actually, I have a star shine that's that's um, uh, that's temporarily staying with us, and and she does this, and I, I, it's amazing because I can tell she totally is day and night from when she leaves and when she comes back. And what happens is is that um, she's going through through a very terrible, painful divorce, um, and there's a lot of drama and you know stuff like this, and she's got anger and aggression, and you know what I mean? <laughs> she's like just like bent out of shape with anger, so she goes on runs. And no other ex, because, you know, she's never been in shape in her life, really. Um, well, maybe when she was a child or something, but in the adult life, right? Never, fitness was never part of the, the equation. But now she runs and she runs not to get fit. She runs so she can meet that, that energy, that emotional energy with the strength of where it's at. So the intensity of the running helps her inside in her internal process meet the intensity of the anger coming up, of the injustice coming up. Of, you see what I mean? So she uses it as a tool to just meet it where it's at. So being gentle with something that's really hard is not meeting it where it's at. And oftentimes that, that shadow will end up winning because of the, of the softness. Sometimes, and a lot, actually a lot of times you really, the fierceness, you got to meet it with the level of fierceness that it's coming. So pick whatever physical thing you're going to do to work through it. And with that lens that if, that you have a sense that you're meeting the intensity where it's at, sometimes, you know, gentle yoga won't do it sometimes, right? Sometimes um, just running on a flat surface won't do it. Maybe you need to run up a hill and, and give it all you got, right? You just spend it all you got that so so it's kind of upping that physical that physical engagement to another level um you can slam dance right who all right 70s yes i'm a child of the 70s slam dancing that's where it began <laughs> with sex pistols and all right so i'm dating myself there but i mean you can if you're gonna dance you know maybe not not dab dance but like hardcore all you got give it all you got kind of dance right um, you can dance out your anger, dance out your fear, dance out your anxiety, right? But but don't hold back, like really give it all you got. So by the time you're done, you're drenched with sweat and you're out of breath and you're exhausted, but feel amazing, right? The, the, this, this level of physical engagement. And of course, it has to be with your intent. It's not just the physical engagement. Your intent needs to be in there too. Your intent to address this feeling here, your intent to address that feeling there. Okay, so you, you're digging the feelings up while you're in the movement. 
Okay. Another another piece is, uh, and this is helpful with um, alienation, anger, and resentment, because this is something really huge for all of us because of the COVID shenanigans. A lot of us are still are staying in isolation because of the drama of the collective. Like we're in a place where we're just it's so over the top, um, unfeeling hostile or even unsafe that we're staying isolated. So uh, what we need to do to remedy some of these things is, is cultivate a group of people that you can meet with in person and, and relate with. Um, maybe it's a walk in the woods. Maybe you guys can go on a foraging excursion, you know, whatever, as long as it's a physical contact with your peeps. Okay. And it's not peeps that you know really well, it's peeps that you deeply resonate with. Right. So I'm talking about a soul tribe and the soul tribe is together, not to necessarily talk about issues, not necessarily to work out problems, though that could be part of it, but you're just together because you want to be together with each other. Right. You want to um, have them with you because you get to be seen and you get to truly see them. And when two, when people get are seen, there's a bonding that happens. There's a deep honoring that happens. This is our human nature. It just happens. We don't need to try for it. It's just there. And once that happens, you can be in whatever state you're in. You don't need to be on top. You don't need to be that raise that that rising sun. You don't need to be that radiate radiating being at that point. You can just simply be you. And maybe you in that moment is angry and frustrated. So these are people you can be with in whatever state you're in, and they're not trying to fix you. They're not trying to give you solutions. They're they're simply just with you. Okay. And, and that is extremely therapeutic for those of you who haven't had that ex experience before. I encourage you to try it. It is so, so therapeutic when you're with pe people that don't need, need to fix you. You know, if you're really sad that day, you're sad that day. Do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. No push, no, no, nothing else. Just let it be. So connecting Authentically with another human on a spiritual level and on a deep inner authentic level is something that can help mitigate the intensities caused by uh, these frequencies arising. And of course, there's taking walks in nature. And I would say you can even up your game in that, um, not just walks in nature, but actually bring uh, the beauty of your being into nature. Um, and what I mean by that, it could be as simple as singing a song to the trees, like with the tree, like with your intent, like you have the trees, you can hear them swaying in the wind, you can hear their leaves. And then you, you pick a sound or a tone that's, that's in the vein of that. Okay. And you sing to them, you sing to that with, with the intention of them receiving your tone, your song. Okay. So, so that's um, something that can really help us encourage those alternate brainwave frequencies during the intensity. So it's like, it's, it's a little, it's a mitigation, so to speak. All right. The next thing is, oh yeah, this is a big one. Clean up your relationships. And I don't mean fix the dysfunctional relationships. I mean, let go of the dysfunctional relationships and focus your energy on the relationships with the people that really mean something deep to you. 
Okay. Now something, a gift within this whole COVID sh shenanigans is that, you know, a, a lot of people realized that they were surrounding themselves with people that were not on the same page as them. They were um, investing themselves in friendships with people that truly were not a frequency match. Okay. This is a hard lesson to learn because a lot of us we, you know, as empaths, especially, we want to be accepted. We want to be liked. We need to have, and, and we kind of even pride ourselves on the ability of being that butterfly, being able to be part of many different types of social circles, right? And there is some truth to this, but oftentimes, especially as empaths, we sometimes get confused. What is the face that we're putting on for a circle and what is the true authentic us? And what COVID has done is pushed us to that place of having to honor authentically really who we are. And then as soon as we do that, instantly we can recognize what friendships truly meet us in that place. What friendships are a frequency match to us that are authentically a frequency match. Okay. And, and this alone can shift so much within your life if you can accept it for what it is. Um, so cleaning up your relationships. And if you don't want to completely disconnect, because a lot of these, these relationships perhaps are with family members and stuff like that, you don't necessarily need to dump the baby out with the bathwater on that. You can simply allow space, allow space between you and the ones that aren't in resonance with you, okay? Um, and, you know, you're not a saint. You are a homemaker. You are a person that is an everyday human walking this world. Yes, we're multidimensional. Yes, we're intuitive. Yes, we're empathic. We have all those abilities too, but it doesn't make us less human. Okay. If anything, it makes us more of a courageous human showing up, right? So, so these pieces um, are important for us to, to incorporate so we can have a true authentic connection. Um, the allowing space for those that are not in resonance, uh, you know, that is a breather for us as much as, as it is for them, because both parties feel the tension. Even if verbally we're being very nice, on a deeper level, there's a tension there. And when you're going through something, when you're having a problem, when you're getting triggered by the CME stuff, right? When all this stuff is hitting, 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 being with somebody that has that level of tension already is not going to help you. If, if anything, that's going to be something that either explodes the relationship or puts it on pause for a significant amount of time until you guys can get back and, and make amends. So, so there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot about, um, um, there's, there's a lot that can come that can be beneficial from this. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> All right. So I said about the self-care game, that's huge. Really um, do something about that. And then there's also, I want to talk about this. This is a multidimensional aspect, but everybody really needs to, it's not something we can get away with anymore because the energy is building. And when the energy is building and it's really strong, that razor's edge becomes even more fine, more fine, more fine. I'm talking about that razor's edge of walking the reality that you're creating. If you go off kilter, the slightest little bit when the energy is really strong, that little tiny kilter in the past, maybe it was just a little, a little tilt and no big deal. But because the energy is as strong as it is, that slight, slightest little kilter turns into a quick crash and burn. Okay, so 
this we really need to step up our game in living the truth that we know in this piece here and it's going to seem like left field but i promise it totally relates this piece here is you are what you eat okay you are what you take in okay so that's physical sustenance that's emotional sustenance that's intellectual sustenance okay that's life force energy all the ways in which you nourish yourself organize you from the inside out okay a lot of people some of them in this group even who have been getting messages from their spirit through dreams and other ways that they really need to step up their exercise game or they really need to um, step up their their diet their step up their the way they eat okay and this is because that razor's edge is becoming finer 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 and uh and for example um We'll, we'll talk about meat for a second. Now, whether you eat meat or not doesn't matter, but eating enslaved meat, I know this is controversial. I'm not trying to be, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, this is an easy one to illustrate the point. You are eating the frequency of that animal. Okay. So for example, if you're eating something that's traditionally produced in our country, in the U.S. and many of the other many other um, countries of the Western considered of the Western world, um, there is a massive amount of suffering that animal has gone through. And maybe if it's not in the raising process, it would be in the slaughtering process. Like because we have industrial level slaughterhouses, guys. I'm talking about they, it's an assembly line that is so efficient they can slaughter. What, I think it was a million animals a minute in this country. Okay, now that is not taking into any level of sacredness for that animal. So there's fear, there's adrenaline, there's there's trauma, all that stuff is in there, and then you are consuming it. Okay, this is just one example, and this isn't a stance about meat eating or or anything like that. I have friends that love, love, love their animals, but also they are they also really um, especially treasure wild animals. You know, they they like. Um, venison buffalo elk you, you know these these sorts of things um and i also have a lot of friends that raise their own chickens have their own eggs and, and do all this so so I, this isn't necessarily about eating meat or not it's more about you are what you eat the vibration that is in within what you eat if you, you can take this idea to extreme and apply it to farmed plants Right. You can you can um, like plants. It's painful for plants to grow in straight rows. They're meant to be planted in a community where they can be all entangled with each other. That's when a plant is really happy. So so you can take this this level of perception to, to several extremes. But I'm just saying that be very careful about what you're taking in, because everything that you're taking in that is um, enslaved or has trauma or whatever because it's in your food, you now need to process it yourself. You now need to put life force energy into harmonizing that frequency within yourself. And depending on what kind of belief systems you work, there you go. That's a problem. Um, I have friends that have that pray over their food all the time. And, and their main piece is, is that whatever is within this food, they're, they're giving the command for their body, for their cells to transmute everything that comes into their body from their mouth. And I mean, they've actually eaten things that were, um, that were not, that, that 
not poisonous, but were like local foods and 3D in um, third world countries and didn't get sick from it, you know, doing doing intentions like this. So it is possible for us to to program things so it doesn't weave further suffering into our being. That's what I'm saying with that. All right, dear brother Andrew says, I'm with you. Eating factory farm meat means I directly absorb the terror, the pain, and the suffering of that animal. Yes, yes. Danielle and I, Danielle and I, either going to vegetarian or learn to hunt on their own. On our own, we were too far removed from our meat source as a society. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I had a friend that learned. Um, she learned how to work a crossbow so she can start hunting. <laughs> And, and she's full on going after that, right? She's full on going after that. And wouldn't you know it, that that's opened her up to a whole nother relationship with nature too. So, so she's had some deep spiritual growth by embracing that, um, that desire to be a carnivore, right? All right, wholeness, integrity, integration mastery says, yes, digesting frequency is a whole other level of digestion. I feel the same about feelings, also energetically digested. Yes, yes, yes. That's So that's the other thing, the thoughts and emotions of others, right? So who you surround yourself with is really, integ really integral to walking this razor's edge because there's people, if there's people that just vomit, you know, they're just vomiting on you and not actually trying to work anything out, then you're, you're left holding that. And, you know, we are kind, compassionate people. We love the people we're around and we want everybody to be well, right? We want everybody to be well. And if that means we're going to hold space for them, we're going to hold space for them. But, you know, remember that there's a, where that line is for you decide where it is for you. Am I just going to hold space so they can vomit again and not, not, not have any, I'll not have any catharsis, <laughs> you know, can you talk to him about that? Are, are you free to be who you really are in that situation? Or is the only place to be is that that space holder and receptacle? You know, see, so these are all questions you have to answer for yourself. So when you're on that razor's edge, these kinds of pieces become much more fine tuned and important for you navigating yourself, keeping your own sanity as you expand past the places of who you think you are, because that's really what these things are doing. This light, this energy traveling through the solar system and hitting our planet is challenging our ego driver constructs on a deep subliminal subconscious level. And that is not an easy game to bust out of. I mean, I've dedicated decades of my life on that. Right. And I'm still, I'm still working. I mean, yeah, I've gotten far and my blind spots have lifted, but you know, I'm still um, working with, uh, facets of ego driver that I'm, I'm attached to, let's say, <laughs> or is attached to me. All right. Um, so, okay. And the other thing is, is if you're comfortable with shadow work, I would say include the process, um, processing your shadow stuff within dream time. You can get, especially when you've cultivated the ability to get past the veils of dream time, you can really bring in some magical frequencies, some, let's say, encodements from your higher self to help you um, accelerate the processing of this. And this is more magical side of the work, but this is something that is really, really potent. It's a really potent thing to do um, because it's coming from you, right? It's coming from you and um, you are taking action 
to address something. And that is really helpful when we're in these states. Like when we're angry, we don't know why. We're frustrated, we don't know why. We're depressed and don't know why. It's like we don't even know and nothing we, you know, we don't even know what to do because we don't know why we feel this way. So being, so this kind of um, working with dream state like this, it's like a taking, you feel like you're taking action that's having an impact that's shifting things. Okay. So there's that kind of thing. <clears throat> All right. All right. All right. Let me get back to the next piece. Okay. So that's, those are my suggestions to navigating these intensities. There's plenty of, of, uh, practice. <laughs> okay. Practice makes perfect. And just decide what works for you. What, what is impactful for you? What, what's resonating with you and run with that. Um, the, and, and do remember that who you think you are is a tiny, tiny little speck of dust in the landscape of who you really are. Okay. So the more you are willing to let go of those defining pieces of who you think you are, the easier it can be for you. Not that you don't feel like you're going to go crazy because quite often that's part of the process. You know, you feel like you're losing it. Um, not that you're not going to be uncomfortable because you are, that's part of the process. Okay. And not that you, you're going to not be challenged because you're going to be. <laughs> But this is more of these tools will help you with the marathon of that, because once we reach our limit of what we think we can take, like our ego driver is like, oh, I can't take anymore. It's all going to stop now. Right. <laughs> but you can't stop it. The ego driver can't stop any of it because this is happening beyond that construct. And that's that's where the crisis point will happen. Right. So. Good. I wish everybody luck with this. There's more pieces to come. And uh, yeah, there's more pieces to come with the solar with the solar energies. Um, I've heard several different theories. Um, my, my intuitive sense is saying May, something really big is going to happen in May. And then I've heard some other um, folks that are, you know, working in, in this similar field who are multidimensional and they're feeling like it's June. So whatever you feel like it you feel into what it is for you and it could be that that's where your breakthrough is going to happen maybe that's that's the sense you know we we cannot understand the visions and senses we have until we can see past it okay um so it's similar to that idea in um the matrix when when the oracle says to neo saying the decisions have already been made but you can't see past the decisions that you don't understand OK, so this that's that's why these intuitive hits we have, we can't make sense out of them, though they are true. They are real. <laughs> OK. All right. So let me get to let me get to the other piece here. And that is the fun stuff. Cloud busting, cloud busting. So much fun. Everybody can do it. You don't have to be a master of anything particular. The big pieces are belief systems. That's the real thing that gets in the way of cloud busting. So let me talk about what do I mean by cloud busting? Cloud busting is when you have a cloud in the sky and you use your energy to dissipate that cloud. Okay. Now this is useful um, with change changing weather patterns right though that's not the way that's not the ideal way i would choose to to influence weather patterns um when it comes to influencing weather um i do this i would do this first with opening a dialogue with the elemental beings all around and seeing what that what's in the highest good for the whole and then and then make the adjustment to the weather so so that's that's my particular value system at work so we all we can impact the weather with our collective consciousness we can impact clouds with our 
collective consciousness. Um, we can uh, we can impact chemtrails with our collective consciousness. So so um, when anytime you're dealing with weather or anything like that, the, the, looking at the whole is important. Um, it's not just the you agenda. It's the what what is the benefit for all of us? Okay. Um, but cloud busting alone is, is benign and you can do it just for you just to see if you can do it. I mean, you can just play with it and, and the clouds will play along right, right along with you. So um, there's, there's a few different ways to do this. And I'm going to just share the simple, simple way. And that is with energy balls. So have you guys ever um, cultivated an energy ball? Like when you practice Tai Chi or Qigong, um, some yoga traditions will, will have an energy ball or maybe some uh, uh, polarity therapy, uh, Reiki, you know, cultivate an energy ball. If you know how to cultivate an energy ball, um, I would say first practice with that. Cultivate that energy ball. And then once you cultivate the energy ball, you know you can do it, right? And then you can now translate to cultivating an energy stream. So instead of a ball, you're cultivating an energy stream. That means it's moving like this. Okay. And you want to you want to utilize the life force energy that is around you. You don't want to use your personal life force energy stores, your prana stores. You don't want to use your personal energy. You want to collect the life force energy around you and create the energy stream. And of course, you do that by simply with the intent gathering the energy around. See, I already see I just ran my hand through the air with the intent of gathering the energy around and right now, boom, there's the energy ball. It's right there. It's that easy. Okay. Now, if we have belief systems that doubt that we can do this, this will be a little bit of a challenge. You'll have to do it enough so it's strong enough to bust through the idea that you can't do it. Okay. So there's that kind of thing. So now that I have that ball, I'm going to shift it into a stream. And I'm doing this with my intention. So those of you who can see energy, perhaps you just notice now it's like a rod that's going out like this. Okay. So once you cultivated that ball and then shaped it into a rod you are you're ready for that next step and that next step is pick a cloud and do know in the three-dimensional world there is a delay okay so so there is a delay of the impact so just know that and expect that so there's the there's the rod and i'm going to send the energy rod through a cloud that's in the sky now there's for once there's actually no clouds in the sky which is very rare this is northern ohio where it's mostly cloudy <laughs> so right now there's no clouds in the sky but if there were i would i would have one particular cloud in mind and and put in and uh, move the energy rod into that cloud with the intent of it dispersing Okay, so it's like collecting the life force energy. If you're outside barefoot and you're building that energy ball and you're building and you have your rods, like a whole stack of energy rods, maybe you can just, you know, shoot them with your intent like that. What I like to do, I have a little energy plasma gun that I just, I, my intent works like that. So I'm like, right. I, yes, play with it, guys. It's not that serious. Don't just really have fun with it. It'll, it'll, It'll work out much better. So I'm just pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. And I even make that sound, <laughs> you know, with the intent of all that life force energy that I'm connecting with and, and, and pulling in and directing it to the cloud. Now, what will happen is that I will do it until I feel like not, not doing it anymore. And then there's sometimes like a 30 second delay and the cloud will dissipate. Okay. <laughs> 
Dragon Ball style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, so that's so that's the practice. So start off with something simple like that. Now you can graduate this technique to chemtrails. And this is where it gets really interesting because chemtrails impact the collective conscious. And how do I know that? I know that because I have been a part of groups of people where we are extremely elevated in our frequency, in our multidimensional nature and our connection with trees. We all have the awareness of trees being living conscious beings around us. We all have deep relationships with elemental beings and star tribes and stuff like this. And when we get together, either in ceremony or whatever, whatever chemtrails were above dissolve instantly. As soon as we come together in the group with that and, and touch that level frequency of consciousness, those chemtrails dissolve. Okay. And this is why sometimes you'll see chemtrails last a long time and other times they don't. There's that's the difference. That's the, okay. It's the consciousness. It's the, the quality of the collective that the chemtrails are, are over. Now here where I'm at, um, I'm noticing that there are several times when chemtrails are um, are being when I'm when I'm not home are the X is right over my house. And as soon as I pull into the driveway, it dissipates. But until until I come home, you know, it'll it'll stay there and linger for who knows how long. I'm not there when it begins. I just see it at the end. Right. So so there is that level of chemtrail busting. But if you are, um, say, the bringing that collective together like that to shift it isn't an option there you can you can use you can use this technique that i'm talking about but add in the extra dynamic of connecting into the ley lines the energy lines of the earth so you collect your chi ball you collect your plasma chi whatever a prana ball whatever right and then you start pulling you, you feel sense taste no right you use your intuition to connect into say water lines in the ground or fire lines in the ground or uh you know different quality of energy lines in the ground and you start pulling the chi from that and adding that into the chi arrow, the chi ball, whichever form you're working. And then you start, and then you actually move with a great big smile, something called the inner smile. You move with a great big smile, that energy through the energy lines, and you're smiling into those energy lines. You are bringing beauty into those energy lines. You're adding into what's already there. And then before you know it, you created this stream of life force. And it's like a like a geyser that's just going, 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 coming from the earth. It's, a, it's like a vortex is, create, is created around you. And then you direct the vortex energy to go right into the chemtrail. And then, then you do that until you feel like you're done, until you feel like stopping. You'll just feel like stopping for no reason. You'll just feel like stopping, so stop. And then watch. And again, there could be a 30 to 60 second delay and, and the chemtrail will disappear. Now, I've done this with chemtrails lots of times, but it really gets trippy when the chemtrail, chemtrail disappears, but the black goo in the chemtrail remains. Now, that's where you get into a little bit more of a complicated situation. And um, I don't know if, if, if I would encourage you guys um, in, to engage with black goo, goo unless you feel confident working at the, on the interdimensional level like that. So I'll leave my instruction there. Um, 
and don't worry about it if you dis dissipate the chemtrail and the black goo is still there just know that it would have been there if you didn't do it anyway and it's happening all the time so uh just just know that that's always going on um black goo we've been trained through many um disclosure channels disclosure um channels of information to be afraid of black goo and I'm not saying that it's not something that is um, trouble because it is, but when you wake up to your multidimensional nature, you can reprogram that black goo to your own design and your own means. You, it does not, you are not a slave to it. It does not have to, you know what I mean? It only wins if you surrender and let it win when you, when it's invading you. So, uh, so just some, sharing a little bit of experience that I have with that. Um, we do have absolute um, abilities to reclaim the black goo and reprogram it to what we want to reprogram it to. Um, but that's more that's a more advanced work than what I can deliver in a chat like this. So just so you know. All right, here, there's a few comments here I want to dive into. Dear Sister Hoi says, there's also higher elementals who come or can be called upon to help dissipate chemtrails. They are so beautiful to watch and work with. Ah, yeah, see? Nice. Thank you, Hodai, for that. Yes, there are. So there, you know, there's, there are so many layers. There's so many, the elemental kingdom is vast, guys. So, so vast. And we could work with the elemental kingdom kingdom for decades and decades and still have more to learn, right? So, so when someone is sharing their experience that might be different than your experience with elementals, still take note of what's what's being shared with you because they could just have a different kind of relationship with a different kind of elemental than maybe you you thought even existed before. So this is this is valuable stuff when we're in a community like this. Right. Dear sister Joanne says, yes, we've moved hurricanes away, the, uh, away from the land and out into the ocean. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for chiming in on that. Absolutely, we do. We have the abilities to do that as, as humans. We're not taught that we have that ability, but we do. And when we get together with groups and exercise this ability, huge, huge changes happen. Huge changes can happen. You guys have, have heard that story of the monks coming into, I can't remember if they were, they were Tibetan monks. Actually, I don't remember what tradition they're from. I assume Tibetan because they have a lot of interaction with the West. Um, but uh, there is a, um, a sect of monks that came into inner city areas and meditated for, I think, three days. And they noticed that the crime and all sorts of chaos um, simmered down in those areas. Okay, so groups of people tapping into larger aspects of consciousness of who we are, are potent, are potent and absolutely impacts the rest of the collective. The rest of our collective is insane because there are not space holders that anchor the truth of who they are. There are forces that be that are major hubs informing our, our collective conscious that have an interest in keeping things backwards and upside down. So that, that's why it's happening is because our actual leadership is not interested in people being sane, in people being empowered, right? There's a very big agenda that's unfolding right now. And for, you know, those of us who have contact with different um, extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings, we're, we're pretty well versed on, on the stories that led up to where we are now, where the human race is now in relationship to our, our, our galactic families. 
But uh, the power over dynamics do not begin and end on this planet. Just know that they've st it started long, long, long ago in a galaxy <laughs> far away, <laughs> right? And those power over dynamics are are an intergalactic scale. They're it's not just it's not just power hungry. Um, greed, banking, families, and oligarchs of this planet. No, 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 no. That is a microcosm of a macrocosm going on. There's much bigger power plays that that, that, that is um, connected to. So the more we resolve these things inside of us, the more choice we're giving ourselves and then our other fellow humans that are sharing this collective with us. Because we do have a choice and this is and the reason why all this confusion and chaos is desirable for these forces that be because it blinds us from having a choice we become we get trapped in survival mode we get trapped into spending our life force energy and focus and managing our circumstances making sure we have a roof over our head we have food we have clothes our kids our kids are safe right when we get when we're focused on those survival issues where we don't have the bandwidth to go into these more expanded levels of where we do have choices and power. Okay. So this is, this is an added benefit to unplugging from the collective game and, and creating your own game, you know, find your own vision and, and live that you're going to attract people who totally are down with that and who will support you in that vision. So, but it takes courage to unplug from the system. It really does. It's it's terrifying for a lot of people. Um, well, actually, my, my partner is a great example. Um, and by the way, we had a talk recently because he noticed that I talk about him sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I realized I never asked if it was okay if I talk about you. And, he, and anyway, he said it was fine. It's just he says it's funny to listen as a third person, me talking about him. But anyway. Um, great example of unplugging from the system because he didn't want to unplug from the system because he, on a certain level, mastered the system. He wasn't, he, he didn't really feel like he was a slave to it. He felt like he had it handled. Like this is an area of life where he has succeeded and isn't a slave to anybody. But as things moved, went on, he started to realize the level of bandwidth that was required for him to maintain his position in the system was more than he wanted to give. And then that's when he was he was willing to revisit things. But it wasn't until we launched into our nomadic life in um, April of 2021 did he finally make that unplug happen from the matrix, from that system. It was terrifying for him and it actually tortured him for months. <laughs> I think it robbed him of a lot of joy for months because all of this worry and, and anxiety you know, would consume him if he let it. Okay. And this is coming from somebody who is with someone who is already freed from the system and is awake on a lot of levels. Right. So, so he had, he had support in this process. I can just imagine what it's like if you don't have any support in this process, that would be terrifying experience that would take a lot of courage and strength, personal will to, to triumph with. Okay. Um, but, but it's worth your while when you do it, because once you unplug from the system, all the old program stuff falls away. You have to go through that. And then new people arise that have a passion for some for a similar vision. They, they want to support you in in your vision, even because they're still working their own out. You know, there's all sorts of miracles that we open ourselves to. 
We're powerful, powerful beings. This technology does not usurp our power as, as multidimensionals. This technology does not usurp us unless we let it, unless we put it in that position. Okay. Um, great example, and, and your sister Starshine, I'm going to use your example is, uh, you know, we have we have resistances. There's things we want to show up for. There's things that we don't want to show up for. Now, sometimes we're aware of what we want to show up for and not show up for. And sometimes we're not. And the real big pieces, we're not even aware of why we don't want to show up for it. We don't even know or notice that we're not showing up. Right. And there was a situation um, brewing within one of our dream clinics where dear sister Starshine was coming, coming right up to this place of looking where um, before she'd never let herself look. And what was so cool about this was that uh, right when she was about to be at that precipice, everything shuts down. <laughs> Her internet goes down or electric. I'm not sure if the electricity goes out. She told me afterwards what happened. And I was just, I was just, you know, and it gave me a big smile because I knew that there was no going back at that point, you know, so it's like the breakthrough, it was already happening, but that was like that last dish effort of her own deep subconscious stuff that she doesn't even know is there taking over and saying, Nope, don't do that. Don't look there. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. But by then the cat was already out of the bag and it was too late. So we have command over these electronics on a deep level as quantum creator beings. This stuff does not have command over us. That's the point of the story. We have command over everything that's going on, whether we realize it or not. It's that resistance that will, the subconscious resistance can win out if your commitment is not if you're not resolved in your level of commitment, if you're committed, no matter how many trips you're going to have, no matter how many times you fall, no matter, no matter what, then it's just a matter of time, especially when you're working with a group like what we have going on, right? It's only a matter of time. You just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. And even if it's inch by inch by inch by inch, you will end up getting there eventually. So um, thank you, dear um, Starshine, for being so courageous and, and continually showing up, even when maybe it wasn't comfortable. All righty. Uh, also, if you guys want to look more into uh, navigating cloud busting, um, chemtrails, uh, navigating hurricanes and tornadoes, um, I encourage you to check out uh, Dan Winter's channel. He, he goes deep into the science of how we can steer tornadoes with our consciousness, what exactly it is that we're doing, right? Of course, he's doing it with science, like scientific language. He's a quantum, he's a quantum physicist and all the, and Kundalini scientists and all this stuff. Like, so way above my pay grade when it comes to the technical stuff. <laughs> I'm really not, I, I really, um, I appreciate his wisdom in a big way, but I can never embrace the language and how he gets to the wisdom <laughs> because it's way too left brain for me. I'm definitely more of the art, artistic type and intuitive type. And I just kind of like magically show up in the way that I need to show up. So, um, but I encourage you to check that out if you want to listen to him because he addresses specifically not, um, steering tornadoes with consciousness. All right, guys, ah, time flies. Thank you so much, each of you, for being here. So many blessings to you guys for your health, for your abundance, for your well-being. Blessings to your household, your children, your animals, your plants. 
just love and kudos and blessings to you all. I wish you all well. I hope that what we talked about today had some place of being helpful in your world. I, um, you know, I appreciate being able to talk about these topics on the levels that we do. Um, if you guys uh, want to make sure you stay in contact with us, because there is some weird censorship things going on, um, do sign up for our, our, you know, subscribe to our mailing list. So that way you'll get this information straight up. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, darlings. Um, and uh, also, I want to give a plug in because you guys, we have a new class coming up. This is the first ever dragon play class. So this is this is tracking into dragon frequencies, working with dragon frequencies, maybe even discovering your own uh, dragon frequencies. Okay. And this is going to start um, the first Friday of May. So I encourage you to check it out. That's um, lightbodyacademy.com. And you just go into our store and there's a dragon play um, thing in there where you can read about it. And that is a, um, a six week class um, that happens on Fridays. I'm excited. I'm, we're so excited to introduce this class because it's the first of its kind. And that's usually like, you know, <laughs> the, some of the best when we're when we're just full on in exploration mode, expedition mode as a team together, you know, going into this um, that way because we're all fresh and new. We, we have our experiences, of course, but we're kind of we're still we're fresh and new going into deeper levels of the unknown together. And that's where that's really where the magic is at, or in my opinion. Anyways, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys. Mwah. Love you all. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.